What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the MPP, the Noah and Patrick podcast. This is episode number 50. Almost there to one year. Three more weeks. No, wait. Is it three more weeks? Two more weeks. I don't know how you look at it. Weeks kind of throw me off. But we have a special guest on today coming live from Long Beach-ish area. Steven Cam Cam. guys welcome our good friend steven how you doing good good i finally made it on finally made it on i feel like yeah feel like this has been in the works for for quite a while yeah i I mean we want we wanted you on like a month ago (laughs) (laughs) kept pushing it kept pushing it but you know this was a an event that i i i had to talk about so i appreciate you guys for having me and yeah yeah so uh, we wanted Steven on earlier, like Patrick said, to talk about something else he's, he's got in the works, but you know, it's still, it's still a work in progress. Um, I don't know how much progress is going on, but it's still in the works. So Steven decided to do this crazy thing last week. And then I texted Steven. And I was like, come on, you, you have to talk about this one on the podcast here. This, this is good content for us. So Steven, uh, one of the craziest people I know, one of the craziest things I've ever heard of someone doing that I know. <laughs> so Basically, he just ran four miles every four hours for 48 hours. And he's just here to, you know, explain a little bit about his journey. I don't think we have any, anyone who uh, listens to the podcast that just runs for fun. I don't think. <laughs> I know he, we were talking last week and he was like, he's like, what are you doing this weekend? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm probably going to hang out. I don't work or anything. So he's like, yeah, I got some free time. I'm probably going to do this challenge. This running challenge like, for fun. He's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm always, always up for a challenge and, and, you know, you know, my mindset is just like kind of uh, never backing down, you know, challenge accepted is always the, you know, always the motto. So uh, how did you hear about this challenge, Stephen? I was just, I, I follow David Goggins on, uh, on Instagram. I also uh, read his book. Um, he's a former Navy SEAL, uh, very motivational, inspirational guy. And um, so I was uh, scrolling through Instagram maybe like three, four weeks ago. He posted this challenge, uh, four by four by 48. And, you know, his, his whole deal is, you know, always pushing your limits, always pushing yourself. I saw that and I was just like, you know, I'm up for a challenge. I'm down. <laughs> I'm always game. And, y- you know, he, uh, you know, just preaches mental toughness and, and, nothing like uh testing myself through this to to really uh find out find out what i got so was was that your reason for doing it just to see what you had or like was there something else that inspired you to to do this run um i mean i've i've been i've been following david goggins for a while and he's he's known as just being like you know he he used to be like obese overweight and and you know he brought himself up from that and he turned into one of the toughest guys in like the world and he's like known for it so you know he posts a challenge and i'm like you know a bunch of people other people are doing this challenge and you know trying to be trying to be that uncommon uncommon person is just kind of kind of the goal and you know just it kind of just sparked my interest and you know nothing to light a fire under you than than a challenge from from this type of guy so wait so when did you uh, or when did he post this challenge it was like the beginning of February. Maybe. Is, that, is that when you saw it or in like in yeah. your Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh so right when you posted that, that was like three weeks before the challenge actually started. And then like yeah, just about three weeks and then and that's when uh I had to kinda change up the mindset and realize that March fifth was was the date that <laughs> that weekend is gonna be hell, but <laughs> it's what I'm in for. Did he, did he get anything, like any recognition by this guy for doing it? Because I know you posted on your Instagram story. Did he see it or no? Um, I, I didn't check if he, like, you, you know, the one I, like, tagged him in or anything. But I, I know there were, there were, like, thousands, thousands of people doing this. Thing. Oh, okay. So, so and, you know, there, was, there wasn't really, like, like, a prize at the end for doing it. It was just, you know, for pride. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I was just thinking, like, if you posted, like, in February and you kind of just did it now, he would be like, oh, someone's still doing it, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I get it's fine. So then did you really prepare for it? Because I know you said it was, like, three weeks before you actually did it. Or was it just kind of like, I'm going to do it on this date, so... <laughs> no no I, I definitely did did some preparation for it um i i changed up my training like a little bit like i i you know i like to stay fit and like keep an active lifestyle so um i hadn't really done any dedicated like actual running for a while um so i kind of i kind of made that shift into my training i made sure to run a little bit every every day um to kind of get prepared for it but um uh it it was it was tough like getting back into running like i i i definitely felt like i could have conditioned myself a little better but um but i honestly just uh felt like felt like it was kind of rushed and 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 i didn't i didn't really do the right training i didn't put in the the right amount of miles every day to to be ready for for running 48 total miles over, over the course of two days also made it more fun you know the challenge you're, yeah. you challenge yourself yeah, de- de- definitely definitely <laughs> way more fun <laughs> i mean I, I guess how does it really feel that you probably did it and then there's people out there who probably train for this stuff and they don't really do it as well as you did yeah i mean i mean i'm sure if like there's there's probably a handful of of like legit runners who who did this challenge and they probably i, I wouldn't say breezed through it but but i'm sure it was significantly easier for them but you know there, there there is still you know obviously challenges that that arise from you know doing it every four hours or you know you you, you know you could kind of determine how much you're going to push yourself are you going to push the pace for for all all four miles and like and like try to go for like super fast times and so it was kind of you know my my goal was really just to just to get to that finish line and and finish finish off the whole 48 miles yeah so like what was your like thought process like during the runs like after that first you know that first run where you're like motivated more where you're like I can do this or where you're like nah <laughs> maybe I went over <laughs> you know went over my head a little bit too much so what, what was what, what were you thinking about um well the first the first run I was actually super super amped like super hyped uh um, so, so I was, I was, pr- I probably ran too fast on that, on the first couple, uh, first couple of runs. Um, I didn't really hit the pace that I wanted to, but, uh, I, I ended up going faster, but that was just cause you know, like it's the start of the whole, whole challenge. I was like, I was feeling good. Uh, um, Jimmy Clark, uh, w- another Palma graduate, he, uh, he, um, he was also doing the challenge. So when I posted that I was, I was doing the challenge you know, he reached out and was saying like, you know, oh, I'm doing the challenge too. Like, like, oh, good luck and everything like that. And that got me extra amped. I was like, I was like, oh, there's someone else I know that's doing this. And then all that energy kind of all that, you know, built up adrenaline. And then I just started jamming out on the first two runs, but then obviously hit some, hit some hiccups on the way. But, uh, you know, we, we pushed through. <laughs> yeah. So then was there a point during it where you're like, I think, you know, I might just want to give up right here. Or like you got close to that point where you're thinking about maybe, maybe it's time for me to just go to sleep for eight hours. <laughs> uh, de- definitely. I mean, there were, there were a lot of times where, uh, where, where stopping or, or, you know, just pulling the plug on the whole thing kind of came into my mind, especially uh, closer to the end. Um, like I was, I was in a lot of pain and, uh, it was uh, one of the very last runs. Um, it was like the Sunday, Sunday 4 a.m. run. Uh, I was I was walking by this point and and for sure, like I was like, you know, hey, I made it however many miles that was. What was that? Like almost like 30 miles into it. And I was feeling like like, OK, like I'm really pushing myself, but I could stop now and say I did 30 miles and and, you know, feel accomplished, uh, for that. But I really just, my goal was to finish and, and, and I knew that I could finish if I just pushed through. And, um, that was kind of just the, the motivation. I just wanted to finish the whole thing. 
So you said that there were some some challenges along the way. What were uh, some of those things that you had to face? Uh, other than like the the mental, were there any physical like things hindering you? I guess. Yeah, yeah. So on that on on the second run, like three miles in, it was kind of dark. It, this was the the first uh, midnight run, so it was kind of dark, and uh, I, I was like three miles along, and then and then. I just rolled my ankle. I just like, I just misstepped somewhere, rolled my ankle, was cussing a bunch, thought like, damn, like I, I'm going to, I'm a, I'm going to have to back out after, after this. But like, I was feeling good up until that point. And uh, like the, the pain from my ankle, it kind of just shot up to, to behind, behind my left knee and like into my calf. And then I was still able to run the next, uh, the next three or four sets but then at one point I think it was run number seven it's like 28 miles in I I I couldn't I couldn't bend my left leg I had to I had to walk pretty much the rest of the way like the last 20 miles of it but um yeah I felt like I was carrying like a freaking cinder block on my left leg and I kind of had to just throw throw one leg in front of the other and just and just keep keep it moving (laughs) You're crazy, dude. <laughs> I, I uh, once I did that, I was just like, yeah, I think I'm good. Like, <laughs> I made it this far. <laughs> like he, he didn't just finish; he finished it injured. Like the first third, the first third, he got injured. Yeah, that's, that's what good. that's what was so unfortunate. I was like, I was jamming, I was I was moving, feeling great, and I was like, the second run, literally the second run, I roll my ankle, and then and then everything goes to goes to shit. <laughs> It's kind of crazy that you kept wait so you, you rolled it and then you kept running and then you felt it yeah, yeah so so well i like i rolled so i rolled it on it was like mile what was that mile seven and then um second i was run. able yeah the <laughs> second run and i was able to do let's see three four five six the next 16 miles i i basically just just jogged it but you know there was a little a little limp but I was able to just tape up my ankle you know put it put a put a knee brace on and then just kind of just tough it out and um you know I made sure to ice in between each run because I had you know a little little window of recovery so and even like even my, my parents were texting me the whole time like are you sure you want to you want to continue are you sure you want to go like like steven you should you should really start thinking about the long-term effects you know that's why i'm like i'm like oh man this is <laughs> well, that's what i was telling steven too like at this at some point this is like really unhealthy <laughs> you're running four miles Wait, every you, four hours yeah um well you know we got i got sleep when i could so right after like the the very first uh, midnight run I got about two hours of sleep before the 4 a.m. run. And then after the 4 a.m. run, I got another two hours of sleep. And then after the 8 a.m. one, I kind of just kept it going. And then I basically did the same thing uh, when Sunday came around. But yeah, I was kind of, it's, you, you had to work within, you know, within that four hour window. So right when you start at, you know, 12, 12 a.m., if you finish the run close, close to one, you have three hours until the next one starts. Okay. So I was like, okay, I got to get some fuel in me, you know, eat a little bit, but also like try to get some, get some sleep. But then it's like, I'm still a little wired from the run. So I got to like figure out a way to calm myself down and then, and then try to relax and sleep. And then getting up for that 4am one was, was, was really like always the hardest thing. And we had to do that twice. So it was pretty crazy. Yeah, like did did sleep deprivation ever play a role? I guess <laughs> were, you, were you starting to see things. <laughs> oh, oh, I I didn't see any things, but like you, you but see me. Like, you saw me right next dark, to you. You're you like, know, oh, you're no, no. Like, no, you're doing the challenge too. Oh, uh, the, the 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 Sunday one, the Sunday four a.m. one. I was so exhausted, in so much pain. I, I was literally I one, and I was still I was walking at this point. So then. There were there were times where I would just like close my eyes and I would just be like, okay, just, just keep moving. Like literally just just one foot in front of the other, like just close my eyes. I'm like, fuck, I'm I'm tired. I'm I'm exhausted, but I gotta put one foot in front of the other and make sure I, I get 
four miles in. And I think that that uh, 4 a.m. It was run number nine. I think that one took me almost almost two and a half hours. And that's basically oh, what is that like a mile? I don't know. I can't do the math on right that right now. It's a long time for each mile. It's, it's a long time. Yeah. It's just a half hour each mile. So. No. For two hours, you say it took you two hours. Two and a half, almost two and a half. Okay, so then add a little bit. Yeah. Whatever. Round round up forty. <laughs> round up. You know. Forty five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. About, about basically yeah. a half hour but yeah it's I a really it's really really slow walk and and you know like i pride myself with 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 you know doing things like well and i felt really bad i was like man this is this is pretty bad i'm i'm taking half an hour to walk a mile like, <laughs> but i mean obviously i had a limp and everything but like my pride hurt a little bit for sure i was like dang this is this is not not a good pace <laughs> so if you haven't did if you didn't roll your ankle would you think do you think you would have been still running at that point oh yeah i think i think so if i oh, yeah if white I didn't, jog yeah yeah at least i feel like i could have i could have done it Dang. Yeah. so that second run Man. yeah that second run really really set me up for uh <laughs> for a tough test for the whole thing so <laughs> hey i would i would not have had this journey without that though that made the whole yeah. thing just yeah a whole it wasn't level of pushing through pain <laughs> yeah so would you would you try to do it again and not try to sprain your ankle or roll your ankle this time oh, oh definitely definitely i i feel like knock it out of the park next time <laughs> You're crazy dude hey maybe wear a flashlight or something you know yeah, maybe, maybe that that might help. <laughs> yeah, I like know. I wouldn't even try this once. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna, got do, you. like you I'm gonna do it like maybe two, three, four more times. I don't, know. I don't even remember the last time I ran. It's like, like <laughs> Steve is like, maybe next time I'll sprain both my ankles just for fun. Yeah, just, and I'll, I'll really push it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so uh, I mean, I, I I definitely encourage everyone to to try this. Really like put yourself through the gauntlet of adversity, you know, just, just really test, test the limits. And, and like people, you know, he, he, he reaches out and says like, you know, if you can't, if you can't run, you know, then, then bike, bike for four miles. If you can't bike for four, four miles, just, just do an exercise for 45 to an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. Just like, just show up at every mark and, you know, just, have that discipline and determination to just keep showing up and keep going all the way, all the way through Sunday. Just do something. Yeah, just do uh, something. It's motivational. I think I'm going <laughs> to play golf every four hours. Yeah, every four hours. Will they let yeah. you on the course? <laughs> hey, uh, I gotta check in. Gotta check something. in. <laughs> go play some hoops every four hours for forty-eight hours. Ooh. Hey, there you go. I miss shooting hoops. Yeah, I gotta. We gotta. We gotta ball up some some one of these days. Yeah, I still got it. Oh, I guess. I guess. Kind of speaking of your injury, uh, did it hurt as much as when I ran you over in freshman football? (laughs) Because I remember just destroying you. This this corner right here. Wait, I don't practice. Oh, because you're on the you're on the lower teams. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I wasn't wasn't friends with you guys yet, so I guess I was. I was the third string. And uh, yeah. he and uh, Stephen was the first string corner at that time, I think. And you know, he came over hey. there to just hey. <laughs> like trying to make a form tackle. I also weighed like 120 pounds, and you yeah. definitely had at least Excuses. 10, 20 pounds on me, man. Hey, I I was built for speed, okay, yeah. not because for power. At that point, I, I believe <laughs> freshman year I was like 160, so you know I did have some something. Oh god. <laughs> okay, well, I was like 130. Yeah, I was yeah. tiny. I was pretty tiny. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm also just you know a little more muscular than you. You're you're, you're uh, you know, you're you're, you're thinner right. than me. All right, yeah, I'm lean, lean. lean. That sounds like a more lean. lean. <laughs> and I'm just bulky. That's not what I'm going. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Patrick, yeah, was, yeah, Patrick, was, a, Patrick was a lineman. Take from that. 
you know. I wanted to be a, a tight end, but they had too many tight ends. So <laughs> I think we had like you know. two. So yeah, no, I'm scared. <laughs> I think everyone everyone wanted to be a tight end, but then who was it? Anderson, Nick Anderson. I think we had a lot of good tight ends though. He's like six three, freshman year or something. Yeah, they're all big and, and what, what, Wesley, Wesley, they're all huge. Yeah, Wesley, so yeah. yeah, those are the days. <laughs> yeah, back when I was just you know bullying everyone, sleeping around, <laughs> or getting demolished by uh, who's that? Who's like Art. big guy? CJ. Oh, yeah, yeah Al- Alua. Yeah, yeah, or or I, was, or I was getting destroyed by the starting defensive line. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess going back a little bit, how, how did you feel after, you know, or like, what did you gain from this experience? You, was there anything you got out of it? Or you just like, I don't oh, know. Definitely, definitely, um, definitely just, you know, it, it was a test. That's what, you know, that's why I started this whole challenge in the first place. Like, see, uh, see if I could really push my limits. And, and I just, you know, I saw within myself that, you know, like with, through all the pain, through, through the struggle, like I, I managed to, to keep showing up for myself, to keep putting one foot in front of the other and just, uh, just, uh, finishing. And that really proved to myself that, um, that, you know, like I, I, I felt like I had that mentality to just, uh, just never quit. And, you know, I could apply that to pretty much everything in life, you know? Yeah. You know, just from like hearing your experience, you know, I feel like doing something like this wouldn't be like, I wouldn't say that bad, but I want to say it would be rewarding. You know, like I, I can yeah, see, I can yeah. see at the end, the end result. It's just like, yeah. oh, I did it. You know, like yeah, that that satisfaction after after finishing that last mile was was amazing. Especially having gone through like all the pain, like the the injury, everything. Right when I finished that, I was just like overwhelmed with 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 like just satisfaction like i made it like i i made it through the finish line and and now now anything like anything's possible i could i could just relax now and <laughs> kick up my legs and start trying to get my leg back you know yeah thank you for sharing that experience Stephen. that's uh really motivating stuff pretty crazy that you even attempted to do this it's uh so if you guys want to like you know ask Steven some questions about it, maybe see if you can get some pointers from him. You know, do you want to drop your little social media in here? Maybe they can uh, hit you up with some questions, congratulate you maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, I guess you could uh, follow me on, on Instagram. Uh, Steven Perry to cam. It's my at name. Um, yeah. Um, just, yeah. If you want to reach out and I, definitely feel open to sharing more of this whole experience and and one of the one of the big things for sure was was uh was like through instagram when i was posting that whole time and people would i think about 20 people reached out to me and said you know like like dude you're crazy like keep going man you got this you know finish strong like like all that support and like the the positive positive vibes i got from friends from family it really just really just kept me going and and you know when you talked about like where I found inspiration and everything also it's just like those people you know those people were playing in my head when I was going through this it was like okay like you know these people know know I'm in this for the long haul they they support it you know they uh you know they're wishing me the best and and I could just like play play back some playback some times where it was like oh man like all these people like i i can't i can't stop now like i'm halfway through i'm like okay i'm 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 almost there like i'm at run number 10 i have two more runs left and people are like you're almost there you're almost there and it's it's just like it's like finishing an actual race and and you know they're they're cheering for me at the end like oh like you you got this and it, it really felt amazing just to have have like that type of support and those type of people in my life that, you know, could reach out and send some good vibes. Yeah, definitely. Always feels good to get some support. I, I would say I was one of those people, you know, I sent him a couple messages on, on his run. Definitely. Told him he told him he was crazy a couple <laughs> times. 
Hey, I, I love to hear that, you know? <laughs> Nothing gets me more motivated than someone saying, dude, you're crazy for doing this. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm crazy. Like, this is this is what I'm in it for, you know? I got to push myself and, you know, tackle all this type of adversity. <laughs> what are we here for, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so going from, I guess, one crazy uh, little event to a crazy sport, uh, that Steven's really interested in. This guy's just interested in a bunch of crazy stuff. The UFC. <laughs> so something that me and Patrick don't really know much about. Me and Patrick have tried you know, to get into it a little bit because people love to see it. It's a growing yeah. uh, sport. and It's fun to watch. Too bad everything's just pay-per-view, you know. Just, I'm just not balling <laughs> like that. I don't have the money to just keep throwing around. We could have went on, like, you know, the pirated sites, you know. Wow, oh, but come on. I, I'm... <laughs> We don't oh, you promote, can't say that. Can't we don't promote that. stuff like this on the podcast. I mean, you know, yeah, I've watched the game or two, but uh, a match or two. So, who would you say right now is your your favorite UFC fighter currently? Oh, right now, probably um, Max Holloway. He fights in mm. the uh, featherweight like a- featherweight division. Nice, yeah. yeah. Max blessed Holloway. He's a uh, He's crazy. He's uh, he always talks about speaking of crazy. He uh, he talks about stamping the passport to uh, crazy land is nice. how he calls it. And, um, and yeah, that, that guy in his last fight, he he just pieced this guy up. And, and it, it was it was amazing to see. I, I, I love watching like uh, like the technicians, like the real like these guys who develop crazy techniques and and they could just. Uh, they just show off like a different level of skill compared to some of these other fighters. You know, you have fighters who just drop bombs and they just all knock power. people out. Yeah, all power. <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> Steven knows a little bit about that. He's talking about that story a little oh, earlier. Oh, <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go. Again. Hey, put some boxing gloves on. Let's, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> what, what do you think I was doing my whole childhood? I was boxing. <laughs> but yeah so uh what you said that's your favorite fighter now what about all time do you have an all-time favorite ufc oh man mma all-time favorite <laughs> in the basically in the opposite of what i just said this guy's name <laughs> is uh dan henderson and he's known for his overhand right which he calls the h-bomb and he just knocks people out with it but he was one of the very first ufc fighters i saw and I saw him land that overhand right, and I was just like, "Oh man, he he's gonna put people to sleep all the time." <laughs> and he just kept, he just keeps going to that, and it, it's it's crazy. Hey, power gets nice. the girls, you know. <laughs> is that you know like like in, like in ba- like in baseball they say the long ball gets the girls because you know it hits the home run, like, you know, like, gets all the attention, you know, like the power gets all the attention. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And course, like the, the, te- like the, te- the technique is is like a beautiful thing to watch, you know. But the power mm. is a fun thing to watch. Mm. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, 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 yeah. So you you're talking about te- techniques. You're talking about techniques of Max Holloway. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what what's your some of your favorite techniques or explain different techniques? You know, because we we don't have a UFC audience here. <laughs> I, I have only played UFC on PlayStation like once with Noah, I think. Yeah, and I, I beat him with the power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, the, with the power, knocked him out. Yeah. Just spam the button. Yeah, button mash. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm. What do you mean by favorite techniques? Like, like that I like to use, that I like to see. Oh, well, I guess people who don't know, <laughs> Stephen practices a little of this stuff. You know, he. He, you got into the what was like, it that you what, were training what with? What doesn't he like, do? Tai Chi. <laughs> <laughs> tai Chi. No, 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 no. Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Tai Chi like the Tai Chi is like the, the peaceful, like yeah, the you know, peaceful flow like yoga. And, yeah. You know, I just thought it was a tea or something, man. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there, but uh, yeah, Muay Thai. Steve is a little bit of everything, you know. He's a he's what we like to call the Renaissance man. He's just he has a little bit of everything out there. Hey, he plays golf too. <laughs> <laughs> and he's ultimate frisbee guy so oh yeah a little of everything but yeah uh, for for muay thai I, I would say just uh you know it's a lot of normal like boxing techniques as well but um but muay thai you know you, you use pretty much everything uh 
punches, kicks, knees, elbows. Um, for me personally, uh, I love just throwing my right hook. You know, I feel like I feel like that's the go-to. You know, I feel like I feel like I could knock someone out with that. <laughs> <laughs> that that's your go-to move right there. <laughs> yeah, it's the go-to. A little, a little right hook. Okay. Hey, look, now everyone knows. So if you're going to go yeah, to the front seat, yeah, 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 watch, hey, right. hey, watch, watch out for the right hook. It's, it's coming, but I don't know if you'll be able to dodge it. It's coming fast. Yeah, would you say there's anything else yes. you like to watch more than, you know, is there like a technique you like to see? Like, I, I don't know the techniques really that are used in, uh, in UFC. Um, I really like just watching well-rounded fighters. Like when they when they put combinations together and, you know, like, they throw like two punches and then they follow it up with a kick or something like that. Like, a little roundhouse. Like, you know, yeah. A little, little roundhouse kick. Those are, those are always nice. To, nice to see. But, um, but yeah, like, like watching people string together, like three, four, four strike combinations is always, it's always crazy. You don't, you don't like to see like in the last fight uh, where someone's down on the ground and you just knee him in the head. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't like cheap shots. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> only, only legal strikes. But uh, yeah, that that fight was that fight was pretty crazy. He was, I thought he was in control for like most of that fight, and then kind of, kind of threw it away right there. Yeah. But you know, hey, in the, in the moment, in the moment, I'm sure you know a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot going on. You might not know if he's a grounded opponent or not, and you know, you just see the opening and you, you take it <laughs> sometimes you just gotta give him a little knee to the head show him who's the boss <laughs> oh, man. well well now that guy's the boss because he has the belt so <laughs> it's kind of unfortunate by winning by dq but you know imagine yeah, imagine lo- losing but still winning <laughs> that's kind of crazy yeah <laughs> getting beat yeah. getting beat still still getting the belt that's it's crazy so they better run that fight back like as soon as possible because i think he was getting worked that whole fight <laughs> yeah well i guess talking yeah, about uh, you know bring, running back a fight what are some upcoming fights that you're looking forward to or are there any that you're looking forward to oh yeah definitely the uh the next the next big ufc card i think it's like 260 um the heavyweight uh rematch between uh Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngannou. That should be that should be a good one. Hmm. Francis Ngannou. He's he's one of those guys who who has crazy knockout power and could just demolish someone in in one punch. So that's always you know it's crazy crazy how to see crazy to see how people kind of strategize around that. So it's, it should be a good one. Nice, nice. I was I was looking at the OC schedule. So there's. Fight Island and then UFC fights. What's what's the difference here? Uh, I mean, that's just the venue. I mean, it's just uh, so Fight Island. You know, they they open that up basically to to get international fighters a chance to fight because um, you know everything COVID related and, and everything like that. All the traveling so, bans. Yeah, yeah, all the traveling bans. So so they were able to open up Fight Island and and make that possible. But, um, but there's like the, fights every week, right? Every weekend. Yeah, pretty there's much fights. every every weekend. Yeah, so they have they have fights at the Apex Center, I think it's called, which is in in Vegas, where they're gonna host like they host most of their fights. Um, like the they call it UFC Fight Night if it's not part of like a UFC card, like you know 260, 261 or something. So it's just a UFC Fight Night. Mm, I see. I see. Were you wondering that too, Noah? Did you hear about that? No, no. <laughs> and I was looking. I was like, "Upcoming fights. Let's see who we got." And then there's like UFC Fight Island, and then UFC Fight Island, and then UFC 260, and then 261, and then 262. Like, man, they really schedule out these fights for the next whatever couple months. Yeah, but yeah. before before they they didn't really do uh, UFC fights every weekend, huh? It's kind of a new no. thing. Yeah, it's kind of a new thing. It's something to do with their their contract with ESPN. Uh, yeah, because they're with ESPN Plus now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had to like book a certain number of fights. So then that just ended up being like, let's just jam pack it and put a put a that's fight. Pretty, that's weekend. pretty cool. Yeah, and yeah. It, it keeps it keeps it, the fans love it. 
I mean, literally every weekend you have a card that has, you know, 10, 10 plus fights on it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, that's like the only bad thing with like boxing and UFC is that uh, you have to wait a long time until you see another, you know, like two guys that are big names go at each other again or anything like that. Yeah, yeah especially definitely. boxing. Yeah, definitely. Boxing, it's like you might get like from from one guy, you might get like two or three fights in a year. And that yeah. might be that might be pushing it, you know. <laughs> but it, it makes sense. It's pretty physical uh, beat down. Yeah breaking ribs type of sport yeah. why are you shaking your head breaking, at me break, breaking ribs type <laughs> of sport type of beat down Let's, ribs I mean oh. it, it, it's true right <laughs> yeah it is that's probably true. how you were saying it you're like a lot of anger built up I, I thought it was just calm little calm, commentating uh-huh. I think I don't know if breaking ribs is honestly even does I don't think that even happens that Should often. I say breaking honestly. skull? Because that last guy probably has a broken skull after that knee to the head, you know? Did he though? <laughs> I don't know. Didn't watch it. Uh, <laughs> Do you ever fight someone, Steven? If you like Ooh, was a good it, like amateur? Ooh, yeah. I, w- I would definitely I would definitely try to try to fight like amateur if I could if I could actually dedicate like dedicate a good amount of time to training and, and focused on that like i can't i can't be training once or twice a week and be like oh okay let's do an amateur <laughs> fight now and then get my right ass hook. beat yeah <laughs> just keep throwing the right hook <laughs> but uh but yeah i i definitely see uh i i definitely have been flirting with the idea of trying to do amateur fights like later on in my life because you definitely have to get into a mindset for that. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're just knocking people down, and there's someone on the ground, and you got to just finish them, you know? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I could just go down and just do a little little punch <laughs> in the face there. That's brutal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, in the couple months that I trained in our Muay Thai gym before before it uh, closed down, I only, I only got, like, two actual sparring sessions in. And getting hit with punches is definitely something to learn. Also, the first punch I got hit with, I, I, it, was, it, it like, threw me back. I was like, like "Wait, this dude just hit me!" <laughs> it's like, "Hey, bro, you're not supposed to do that. I'm supposed to have my time here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> when do I hit you? And like, you know, everything like that. But, but yeah, that's definitely something to get used to. And obviously, like getting hit hitting someone it's it's uh it's definitely different from just hitting a heavy bag which is mainly you know the what i've trained is just hitting pads hitting heavy bag and stuff like that which is super fun you know that's it's probably one of the most fun things that i i did was hitting that heavy bag because you can just unleash on that thing and <laughs> it's a great time so i feel like you have to be really competitive to do that because I, I mean like i feel like i'm a competitive person but I don't know if I'm competitive enough to beat someone up to win something, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, punch them and then be like, oh, shoot, are you okay? Like, does that hurt? Like, He's like, bro, you're bleeding. Are you okay? <laughs> Medic? Yeah, you, got, you got a little cut right here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hit that cut again, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, let me open that up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's definitely different. I'm sure you got to tap into, like, that the real different mindset. Because, I mean, I feel like, as as you know I, i'm definitely a competitive person but i feel like this sport is honestly one of the most competitive if not the most competitive sport because it's literally one you know one-on-one it's just you and that that guy on the other side of the cage like only one guy's gonna gonna get the win and basically you know you gotta treat it like one guy's coming out alive <laughs> But that also makes it, I think, one of the most like satisfying things to win. Like if you're a, if you're a belt holder or something, you're like, I beat up Definitely. seventeen guys behind me. Now, man. <laughs> I'm, crazy, I'm on yeah. top. I'm on top. Like the amount of people you have to beat just to get like a a title chance. I think yeah. great. it's a yeah. lot. It's crazy. Yeah, if you look at the number of fighters that are out there, it's it's crazy. And then you know, for UFC you know, the rankings start at like 15 or something, but you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of fighters just down the list that are just waiting for their shot. Yeah. And then you have to face people who have like, you know, previous records that are good, and you know, hanging around. 
Very interesting. Very interesting. Everything about Steven here, he's a big UFC guy. He's a big runner, crazy guy, this guy over here. Uh, we'll probably have him on again to talk about his project in the works. Uh, don't know when that'll be. Hopefully, you know, pretty soon down the road. Uh, there was a setback. and uh, <laughs> Literally down the road. <laughs> down, down the road, yeah. Uh, down a freeway, down a highway. Down a freeway, <laughs> on the I-5. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Pretty big uh, good <laughs> mistake happened in there. Pretty good, yeah. Won't do that again. But um, yeah, that project is in the works, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, I could put something together. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that one. That was gonna be pretty cool too. Steven's just a cool guy. If you guys haven't noticed, <laughs> this is why we keep him around. Yeah, really bad at video games, but he's a cool guy. <laughs> hey, that's still in the works too. You know, I'm always I'm always working to get better at things. <laughs> Any progress is progress. All right. Well, all right. Well, we're going to just move on here to our next portion of the podcast. Uh, this week is my segment. So Fan I'm favorite. just going to take over here. I just want to get your guys' opinions on these. You guys can let me know what you guys think, if you guys agree with this or you don't agree with it. And what I'm going to be talking about today is some conspiracy theories. So we're going to jump into this one. They're uh, – Kind of, some of them are like I never heard of them before, and other ones are like pretty, pretty well known. So, this first one I have here is a pretty, a pretty current, like a new conspiracy theory going around that became famous on TikTok. Patrick's fame favorite thirteen hours a day, and <laughs> my, my sister thirteen actually, hours a week. <laughs> sorry, thirteen hours a week. Yeah, and uh, my sister, right. <laughs> my sister actually told me about this one. So, yeah. it's a uh, uh, Helen Keller. You know, who was blind and deaf. She was famous for being a writer. You know, she was an ad- advocate for disability. You know, all, all that good stuff. All the, like, praise. Cooler than Steven. Um, <laughs> people don't think she was real. Mm. So there's an argument out there. Is people saying, how could someone who was blind and deaf their whole life do all these great things? Like, how did she just, like, you know, just learn how to read, learn how to write, you know, how to, mm-hmm. learn how to speak. I guess she knew how to speak. Um, I don't get why people think that uh, <laughs> someone would just come along and just make her up to kind of just be like, look, this is what this fake person did. Like, why would someone? Yeah. Do that? So like, that's got- a really good story. Like yeah. to come up with all that. Wow. <laughs> and she has like 15 books or something. So it's like, yeah. Um, what do you guys think about that one? You guys think that's like a, a pretty good one? Or are you like, people are crazy. I don't understand it. Yeah, people are crazy. That's that's, <laughs> just crazy. that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, the, the current Gen Z kids, you know? Yeah. Oh, Wild. Okay. Yeah, everything's, <laughs> everything's a conspiracy nowadays. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> question, question everything. <laughs> All right, so the next one, hollow earth theory. I don't know if you guys have heard this one. So it's mm. interesting. It's, it's not a big popular one. Um, it's that there are there, there's a bunch of space inside of the earth so you know there's not like an inner core or an outer core there's no like you know crust all, all that thing you learned the sixth grade whatever what, what i learned in science class <laughs> yeah all that that it's actually not there <laughs> because there's actually no mm. proof it's just a theory that you know that that's there to what people think that's what scientists think is there that's true yeah so, no, nobody did, knows for sure <laughs> yeah pick pics or didn't happen you know where, where, where do they think the lava comes from in a volcano from the volcano yeah from the volcano the reactions mm. inside the volcano okay that's all not right, in, that's not right. from the, the earth, inside the earth you know like, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, where, uh, where does rain come from you know it comes from the sky yeah it's just opposite <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but i guess this also gets kind of crazy that people believe that there's actually like a civilization inside the earth that we oh, just don't okay. know how like it, could, right. it could be some That's aliens. That's why we crossed the line right now. Like hey, that. Patrick, how do you know? You know? Yeah, how do you know, Patrick? That's that's, that's right. You been there? Fine. You been Fine. there? Pick cool invite. Cool invite. <laughs> Didn't know you were going to the oh, I'm going this side weekend. of the earth. Yeah. 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 I got Airbnb. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Airbnb. <laughs> like there's aliens, other other creatures, you know, such as giants or, you know, maybe some other beings in there. That's a little out there. I don't even think there's actually giants, but, you know, 
but go Giants in baseball. Um, it could be filled with some water, maybe even, you know, so it's not actually hollow, but there's some water mm. in there. And then that's dinosaurs. Where supposedly mm. the extinct animals are. So like, you know, the Megalodon just, you know, taking up the whole middle of the earth there, wow. taking up all the space. So is that where Godzilla is. Hey, you never know. Hey, Godzilla versus King Kong. Who do you got? Hey. Ooh. I think I got oh, no. Never seen him. God, well, well, do you know who they are? Like, <laughs> fire out of his, out of his mouth, right? Well, look, all I have to say is <laughs> King Kong is a monkey. Yeah. All, Godzilla all is, is a dinosaur. All so, he could do is box. All he could do is box this. Yeah, this we, we got Donkey Kong out you know? here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got Bowser over here on the other end. <laughs> yeah, wait. I'm taking Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so any other thoughts on that? You know, maybe there's a civilization in there that'd be kind of cool maybe some aliens living in there they're the ones that create yeah. the pyramids they may just pop out you know one day yeah whenever they want man it was what right was, under our noses yeah what was what was the movie i think it was like war of the worlds right when they had like the things come out of the ground so they had the aliens come down into the middle of the earth yeah. and mm. then they brought out the hey whatever mm. you know? machines were yeah have you guys seen the movie? No, <laughs> no I don't watch movies. What? <laughs> great. Well, look, there's a chance. That's all I gotta say. There's a chance. How do you know? You don't know. Exactly. That's why. That's why exactly. it's me. And then the last one here, I had another one, but it was sad. <laughs> this one's not sad. So this one's about the the Denver airport. So there's a conspiracy that the Denver airport is actually tied to uh, the New World Order and was built by some Nazis. And that if you look about the runway from like above, like a little drone shot, you can actually like picture the swastika in the in the landing strips. Oh boy! But I didn't see the picture. But apparently, it's just like really like out there. Like you have to really look for it. Like it's not like obvious or anything. So um, it's very it's, subtle. <laughs> yeah, it's really subtle. But it all it's also something that can contain the Illuminati headquarters since it's so big. <laughs> And apparently there's like an underground of the, the Denver airport. Yeah. Um, and like the Denver airport's like big for no reason, apparently. <laughs> like there's no reason why it should be as big as it is. <laughs> so that's, that's why people think this stuff. And uh, it also has like underground tunnels and bunkers. Um, <laughs> this So that they think the underground tunnels and bunkers are built by, uh, yes, some uh, aliens. Some aliens and lizard people. Oh, wow. Nice. Oh, yeah. Lizard people. Yeah. <laughs> I love that topic. That was the that was my <laughs> last people. Let's talk about lizard people. That was my last conspiracy theory one. I talked about the lizard people. That's a little bit of the conspiracy theories I had. I don't know if you guys want to add anything at all to those. What do you guys think? Good, bad, could have been better, could have been worse. What do you think? Those are good. Like those? I like those. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know what you guys think about those conspiracy theories. If you guys have any of them that I missed and you thought, you know. This would be a good one to have on a different episode. Or if you guys want to add on to the ones I said, let us know on our Instagram or Twitter at the MPP Live. And let's just jump into some sports. No, no, no. Hold on, no. Oh, sorry, sorry. Patrick has a special, uh, special thing. He didn't tell me about it. He didn't. So I don't know what it is, uh, Stephen. Yeah. We have a special announcement here, uh, live. So hopefully, I don't. I don't want to call it an announcement. But I saw this on TikTok because I spent 13 hours a day. Um, So I saw this on TikTok. And did you know there's a new blue color? Have you heard about it? Some scientists discovered there's a new blue. No. no. What what is it called? Yinmin blue. Y-I-N-M-N. Yinmin blue. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. You guys want to see? That's the color. It's like purple. Well, it's a it's it's a, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Yinmin. <laughs> yeah, come on now, it's Yinmin blue. But uh, they, some people have discovered it in 2009, but uh, now you can buy a tiny tube of it for 180 dollars. So, <laughs> so if you want a little tiny tube of it, go to your local store. Maybe they'll have it. Probably not, but it's uh i thought it was pretty interesting that for 180 dollars you can get this rare paint it's okay you just get it in paint form okay that's, yeah. that's good that's nice yeah 
So how long, like, how long does it last? Can I save it? Will like the, the price drive up? Yeah, just <laughs> an investment. That Maybe. <laughs> I mean, one hundred eighty dollars. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a lot of money for some paint. <laughs> yeah, I really want this particular blue. <laughs> and it's like a little thing; you can't even paint anything with it. Like, what are you gonna paint yeah, with it? Get... <laughs> a little dot on your wall. I know, a little smiley face somewhere. It's like, well, that's a cool <laughs> smiley face. What color is that, Yinman? Yinman blue. Baby, never heard about that that before. <laughs> yeah, no color. No big deal. So hopefully, hopefully that was hyped up to be. I feel like Noah didn't like it, but it's fine. Move on. I just don't think it needed its whole special little thing, you know? <laughs> you could have just told me yesterday what it was. <laughs> it was a blow. Well, I, wanted, I wanted to see the reaction. So, you know, I was seeing people's reaction. No, that's cool. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. so. Blue's my favorite color, so, you know. Maybe Yinman Blue is going to be my new favorite new color. favorite color. Yep. New favorite color, Yinman Blue. Watch out for it, guys. It's in, it's in the market. Shortly. In stores near you. <laughs> yeah. I guess speaking right, about now, some blue, huh? I got some cowboy yeah. blue here. Uh, the Cowboys. Gross. Gross. So, you know, a couple of years ago, they're going back and forth with Dak, you know, about signing a contract. They're like, nah, I'm not going to sign you. You're not good enough. Whatever, you know. And then all of a sudden, the Cowboys have decided to offer him a pretty big contract after a serious injury, interesting enough. So they signed him to a four-year, $160 million deal with $126 million guaranteed. It also includes a no-trade clause, and he will be making $75 million in the first year. So that's a crazy amount of money to make in one season and, of course, the most in NFL history. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. The first year he comes back, too, from injury. He's making all that money. So we'll see how it works out. And now the Cowboys finally put to rest all the rumors that they're going to trade Dak or don't sign him, uh, trade for another good QB. So now the Cowboys have their QB for the future. See how it works out. I don't know. Is it going to change know. anything? I don't know. I think the Cowboys still suck. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I don't know. We're, the only thing it changes is that they're probably not going to trade for a quarterback. It's, it's, it's just like, they're not going to get Russell Wilson now. Nope. Yeah. Just stuck with them. Yeah, interesting. I I think I just think it's really interesting they gave it to him after his injury. They could have gave yeah. it to him four years ago. <laughs> and it would have been done with. True, but um, on to uh, some NBA news. Um, Myers Myers Leonard. One of Noah's favorite players. Love that. Uh, Actually, I, I don't you, love that guy. Never mind. You know what? You don't like him anymore. <laughs> no, we don't. I, I never liked that guy. Can't, yeah. Cancel. Terrible. Cancel. Yeah. And look, if you use two K, don't expect him to make a three. He's a three pointer shooter too. <laughs> well, he, uh, you know, on his uh, off time during the NBA All Star break, he's playing some uh, Call of Duty on Twitch. And he uh, said some things when he got killed, including a anti-Semitic slur. Did I say that right? Correct. Stephen was nodding his head, so I think I said it right. Uh, so he, he, he said all. that on said that on stream uh, live in front of a couple thousand people. Uh, someone, you know, made made a video out of it. The NBA found out, and now he got fined fifty thousand and was suspended for a week. So you can't be in contact with anyone from the team. And I, I like I like this punishment. I like it. Sets the tone. Yeah, I think he should have been uh, fined a hundred k and suspended three weeks. Okay. Uh, I I just don't know. Like he came out and said. Like, oh, I didn't know the meaning behind the word or anything like that. Why are you saying no it? No way. You know? No way. Then, then, then why are you saying the word? Why are you if even, you don't like... know the word, then why did you say it? <laughs> well, he didn't know the, the meaning. He didn't know it was going to be hurtful or anything. Um, yeah, whether he knew or not, shouldn't be saying it, live streaming or in private. You know, it's just it's just bad. No, I don't... Get him out of here. <laughs> Get him out. I mean, what is he doing anyway? He's, he's making a bunch of money to sit on the bench. Yeah. I, I I could literally do what he does. 
<laughs> I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Yeah, true. And what's uh, you know what's 50k to to an NBA player right now? Yeah, exactly. Change. He makes like 10 million a year, so it's like <laughs> yeah. that's literally 50 sure. cents. Yeah. Uh, also, I saw on TikTok. Uh, his his wife made a TikTok, and all the comments were saying "ex former NBA wife, ex wife of NBA." Like, uh, I think oh, the TikTok was she was saying like "day in the life of a NBA wife." So people are like "former." Uh, you forgot the asterisk "former," so that was kind of funny. Uh, next NBA topic we have uh, the Warriors announced that they're going to have an all female broadcast um for the radio broadcast versus the bulls on march 29th those three included will be uh kate scott mary murphy and kareth burke so it's pretty cool to see this is the first time that our nba team is going to do this uh scott has been a bay area radio and television broadcaster and murphy has done some pac-12 games and uh, she was the head coach for Wisconsin Badgers. And then Kareth Burke is currently working as a reporter for the Warriors and NBC Sports Bay Area. So hopefully uh, go check out that game on the radio. Yeah, they're doing this to celebrate Women's Empowerment Month. Pretty cool. Yeah. The only unfortunate thing here is they have to do it against the Bulls. So they're going to have to lose, you know, when they do it. So that's, that's tough. Uh, that's the only only bad thing about this, but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to see women making their way up uh, as they should. And then we're gonna go through these last couple topics pretty quickly here. Just uh, so the NBA just has 57 finalists for their Team USA uh, for the Olympics. So just taking a look at the list of players uh, and just you know, quick glance, see who were invited. I think they're all pretty deserving, you know, they're NBA players, like they should yeah. be able to make this stuff. But uh there are some I think that are just, you know, less deserving. I don't know. JaVale McGee. The first person um I put down was JaVale McGee. Second, uh I had Harrison Barnes. Mm. Don't don't know what that guy's been up to for a while out there in Sacramento. Um yeah. Mason Plumley. Uh your favorite, another fan favorite of yours. He's making a lot of money to play on the Pistons, and they're awful. And uh, yeah. and then Kyle Kuzma, not yet, nice. Kyle. Your I boy. Think, I think you got a little <laughs> little more time. Maybe in the next couple Olympics, you can make an appearance. But right now, you know, just don't don't leave yeah. you there yet. You know, I got a lot of other <laughs> players. I think that are a little better to represent the U.S. in the Olympics. You know? I mean, of course, like this list is going to get cut down to twelve people, but uh, a couple of notables that I had after those were uh mitchell robinson and Derek white from the spurs don't know how i've never heard Derek white in my life well at least this season this season you're casual that's all i know who Derek white is i know who he is but i haven't heard him in the news lately okay steven said he's a casual so he doesn't know and then uh last topic here little college basketball news we have duke is I guess it's unfortunate. Um, some people, some other people don't, I think, would be happy that Duke is officially out of March Madness, so they will not be making the NCAA tournament. And they had the third longest streak of making the tournament with 24 straight seasons, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Virginia might not be able to make it because of multiple positive COVID tests. And then the same with Kansas, even though they're expected to be put into the brackets by the committee. Yeah, Kansas is a number number nine or top ten right now. Yeah. Uh, but I watched uh, a couple minutes of the Duke North Carolina man. Duke Duke didn't have it. <laughs> I don't know. They were bad. Uh, I've never seen Duke play so bad. They like turned the ball over three times in like a minute. So happens. It's a weird do year. Start, do they still have their uh, same coach at Duke? Yeah. Yeah. Coach K. Coach K. Still there. He's been with them through the whole 24 straight seasons, too, where they make it. So oh, man. that's crazy. <laughs> that's <Yeah. laughs> Did they just not have like a good recruiting year or like what's the deal? I don't know. 
No, they they had a good recruiting year. They just this is just one of those things where it just didn't work. I guess all the all the good recruits just didn't work together. Maybe or maybe the recruits just weren't as good as you know they were projected to be. Yeah, like last year, they are like, a super good team. Yeah, well, unless you guys have anything else to add, you know, anything, anything at all. Um, that's it. Go check out the new color blue, Yinmin blue. Yinmin? Yinmin blue. Yin, Yinmin blue. <laughs> oh, man, I, already, I, already, I already forgot already the name. Yeah, it's like Yinmin. Yinmin. It's blue. Okay, people. Hundred eighty dollars for a little test tube. Your little test tube of Yinmin blue for you know. Imagine, imagine spilling that. <laughs> imagine dropping. It. Yeah, you're just like, oh, oh no, no. Yes. all my fucking blue as they hand it to you. No refunds. anything else you'd like to say steven uh um yeah i i really appreciate you guys for for having me it was it was a real honor to be on the the npp and you know i I appreciate you guys wanting to to share this story you know share share a little bit of my thoughts on on the challenge and everything and and um to to all the listeners out there you know, if you're daring enough, I, I, I really encourage you to, to do this challenge next year. He, he holds it every year around uh, March. Um, this was um, it was his hell week during uh, the Navy SEAL training. So that's why it's always a big uh, part of part of his his life. But uh, yeah, I, I really encourage that. And I hope you could uh, take some motivation or some inspiration from the story and, and you know, hopefully Hopefully, you know, you get at, get out there and get after it. Yeah. And, you know, we're all proud of Steven for doing it. And, you know, glad he can come on here and share it unharmed and healthy, I guess. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> recovering. Recovering. Yeah, recovering. Unharmed no. physically, but who knows what's going on in that head of his, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, so that's been another episode of the NPP, the Noah and Patrick podcast. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Steven.